Greetings, greetings, greetings and salutations, one and all. How you doing? Welcome to Community and Finance, right here on the Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew. I want to say big ups to each and everyone locked in right now. Those locked in from near and far, those on tune in radio on a night shift to DJ Kevin Stew. Big ups to you. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to those who are locked in from across the pond. Top of the morning to you guys over in the UK on One Harmony Radio. King Genius, Queen Genius, much love to you. Blessings to my family over there in New Jersey. Big ups to my brother, the motivator, New Jersey's finest. And everyone locked in on NIE Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Much love to the New York Massive. Exiting the power of music on island worldwide. China Nicole, how you doing? Big up to the Jump Out production crew. Gary, much love. I want to say big ups to those who are locked in on the Foundation Radio Network, ClintonLindsay.com. Representing South Florida. Much love, Mr. Lindsay. Say big up to those who are locked in on PEMGTV.com. Those on YouTube Live, those on Facebook Live. And those right here at the home of the night shift to DJ Kevin Stew, KevinStew.com, where you're encouraged to acceptance through enlightenment. So glad to have you. Couldn't do it without you. And you have my word, I wouldn't even try. Music from voice in the background kicking us off. Track called Far From Finished. I want to say thank you to my segment sponsors. Media group and being in a moment is priceless. Go ahead and give them a call. They can do everything you see here on kevinstew.com and more. You have an event you want to stream live? Wedding, church service, party, graduation, funeral, seminar, you name it. If you can stream it, if you can record it, you can stream it. And they can help you. Pulse Media Group, 754-999-1140 is the number to use to get in touch. That's 754-999-1140. Thank you, Pulse Media I want to say thank you to Althea and her healing heavenly hand. Althea issues a licensed massage therapist operating out of Broad County, North Miami-Dade and South Palm Beach counties. She comes to you, bringing her table, her oils, and over 20 years massage therapy experience. Go ahead and give her a call today. Schedule your appointment, 954-655-9000. That's 954-655-9000. She only has one request, outside of paying her, that is, is that you get off her table and go sleep somewhere else when she's done. Because you're guaranteed to fall asleep. I always do. Thank you to the global base. The global base has over 30 years' experience in the music industry and with public relations. 
they do, they do artist management and booking. They do event planning, music production, marketing and promotions. Go ahead and give them a call, 954-804-8199. That's 954-804-8199. Or you can check them out at the Global Base. That's D-A-Global-B-A-S-E.com. Tell them you heard about them on the night shift of DJ Kevin Steele. And thank you to McNeil Trucking. McNeil Trucking is a veteran-owned, licensed, and insured mover in the state of Florida. So you're to move from the Keys to Jacksonville, from Naples to Palm Beach, from Pompano to Pensacola, and all points in between. You're going to move some things into storage. Don't have the manpower, don't have the equipment, don't have the transportation, don't worry. You have the name, you have the number. McNeil Trucking, 954-406-9740. Call them up today, schedule your move, tell them Kevin Stew sent you. Thank you, McNeil Trucking. With McNeil Trucking, your goods are in good hands. Couple of quick reminders before we get into the meat of the matter. And I can't believe it, no. The 7390 challenge is still on. And this is a challenge to help us save some money throughout the year. So that's at the end of the year. We can take care of some bills or get the new year off to the right start. How does this work? You save in either $10 or $5 increments. You multiply it by the month that you're in. And that's the amount that you save for the month. So this month we're in April. That's the fourth month. Multiply by 10. You save $40 this month. You add that to the $70. The $30 that you saved last month, you're at 70. And the 20 that you saved the month before that, you're at 90. And the $10 from the first month, that's $100 you'd have saved this year, this year already. Saving in $10 increments, right? But if $10 is too much for you, you can go with $5. And in this month, you'd have saved $50. So at the end of the year, you either save $780 or you save $390. But you just have to stick with it. It's a $783.90 challenge. Get on board and get yours going. And you're encouraged to get your copy of the audiobook. Empowered Essential Concepts and Strategies Every Woman Should Know About Self-Defense. It's authored by Jonathan Field and narrated by yours truly, Kevin Stew. Go ahead and order your copy today, whether you're male or female. It doesn't matter. The information is good for everyone. Give it as a gift, even. If you go to kevinstew.com, you'll see a copy of the book cover. Just click on it and it takes you to exactly where you need to be to download your copy today. Empowered. Essential concepts and strategies every woman should know about self-defense. One more event that I want to tell you about, but I'll tell it to you a little bit later on. And I'll show you the flyer a little bit later on, but you can check it out on social media. It is the Mental Health Awareness Summit. 
And you don't want to be, uh, you don't want to miss this. This one happens in uh, next month. It happens on May 6th. Tickets are available right now on Eventbrite. And it happens at uh, the Melanin Edge Studios down in Sunrise. I'll give you some more information on that a little bit later on. But right now, for those of you who saw my post earlier, you'd have seen where I have a special guest this evening. He's, he's, I'll let him tell you who he is in detail, but I met him recently. Well, not so recently. (laughs) I've known him a couple of years now. But we haven't had the chance to sit down and chat. And tonight, he has afforded me the opportunity to join in and we get to know a little bit about who he is. And in the process of knowing who he is, learn about what a state representative does. So, without further ado, I bring on the featured individual for this evening. Because it's, it's, it's not me. It's really his broadcast. I'm just providing a platform for him to do whatever he wants to do but a few questions here or there so those of you that want to chime in and ask a question here or there to get to know him a little bit better and what he does you can do so the phone lines are open 773-789-STEW 773-789-7839 you can call text whatsapp telegram from anywhere in the world but it gets you right here live and in living color that's the most important part and if you're shy and don't want to talk don't worry. Go to kevinstew.com, jump into the stew pot. It's what others call a chat room. But because we're fancy on kevinstew.com, we call it the stew pot. It's where we keep things interactive and bubbling. So come on over, kevinstew.com. You don't need to register off our firstborn and internal organ or blood sacrifice. Just go to kevinstew.com and you are there. Share with us there. Call us, 773-789-STEW. 773-789-7839. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you... The man of the moment, state representative, Michael Gottlieb. How are you, Mike? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's my pleasure. Thank you for for accepting the invite. Sure. Now, what do you want to talk about? Um, really and truly, want to talk about you. <laughs> The main question here is... That's not exciting, Kevin. You know, we'll find out. Let us be the judge. (laughs) All right. We really wanted to get to know who Mike is. Who is Mike Gottlieb? You know, who's this guy? First of all, that's a a unique name. So... Um, No, it's it's really not. It's it's, um, German from origin, and Gott means... And Lieb means love. So it's, it translates out to God's love or loves God. That's pretty cool. I'll stick with it. <laughs> you know, I, 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 to, to, to have a name like that, it carries some weight to it. And I guess as we get to, to know you a little bit better as we go through tonight, we'll see how, how much you live up to your name. Ah. <laughs> yeah, well, 
definitely had moments in my life where I, where I haven't. And I, you know, um, trying to do that now, I'd say, you know, uh, you, you introduced me as a state rep. I'm also a criminal defense lawyer. I've practiced for 30 years. I'm a father. You know, I, I got a, I got a lot going on. I'm certainly not a human being. Um, definitely somebody who loves God. So yeah. Yeah. That's a, a good start. That's a good start. Now, so you are a criminal defense lawyer, um, a father, a Florida state rep- representative. Yeah. That's a lot to fit into an eight-hour day. <laughs> In eight-hour days, a half day, Kevin. Uh, I started this morning <laughs> at uh, 7 a.m. I was in the Florida house. Uh-huh. I think my first meeting my first meeting was nine, so I I work my law practice for about two hours. Um, you know, then I start my day in between in between um, you know whatever I'm doing for for the state house. I practice law a little bit, and then I I finish there around five thirty. I had a at a six o'clock. Uh, Zoom for work. I had a 6.30 dinner. I came back to my Airbnb, which is where I'm at now, around 9 o'clock. I sent text messages for some bills that I have up on Wednesday. And I'm going to hang with you for about an hour. And then I got to go to bed because I'm hosting a prayer breakfast tomorrow at 7 a.m. My goodness. Yeah. Um, It does seem like a half day, for real. (laughs) It definitely is this time of year, for sure. What was it that got you into, got you interested in becoming a state representative? So um, it's, it's really kind of a short but a long story. So the you know the long version, which I'll make kind of quick because I don't want to bore your uh, your listeners. Um, I got a political science degree in 1990 from George Washington University. So you, know, you could say you could say I had the political bug. Um, okay. uh, you know, which a couple of years before I went to, to George Washington University, I got nominated by my high school to go watch Ronald Reagan um, get inaugurated as president. And, you know, going to Washington, D.C. and seeing the inauguration and the fanfare and, you know, being in the D.C. armory and Muhammad Ali coming out and pounding his fist and, you know, yelling four more years. And um, I, I just remember that vividly and, and the excitement to that. So. You know, I got a degree in political science. Um, my my father had some business troubles in 1988. And uh, one of the things he said to me was, I want you to get a law degree so that you can always have something to fall back on. Mm. Um, so, so after college, I went home, got a law degree. I was supposed to go back to Washington, D.C. and be a lobbyist and um, hated law school, <laughs> did criminal <laughs> clinic so I could get out of classes and uh, fell in love with criminal defense. And then um, about five years ago or so, uh, I got sober and I had a lot of free time, I guess, at, you know, between practicing law and drinking a little bit, mm. you know, that was taking up most of my time. So with my, with my free time, it's time to give back. Um, yes. So in getting sober, I said, you know, let me try to find something political. Let me find a way to give back to my community. Let me find a way to you know, make life better. And, um, you know, for, for not just me, but for everybody. And I was talking to people about, like, you know, what could I do? 
And uh, the next day, somebody called me up and they said, hey, you know, your state representative just resigned. Hmm. And that was that was Monday. By Thursday, I had uh, I had filed to run for the office. Um, I beat five people in the primary. I beat one in the general election. And that was five years ago. And here I am representing the state of Florida, 183,000 people in my district and um, enjoying it most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. Okay. So you, you, you dropped some things in the midst here. Um, about five years ago when you got sober was one of them. Yep. I think and, it was longer than that. Yeah. And, 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 um, being going out and, and becoming a, a state representative. Yeah. You and I met, however, at an event that I've been hosting for the past three years. Right. NAMI Walks, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness, their annual fundraising 5K walk. And NAMI Broward speaks highly of you. So They don't know me there. <laughs> well, you and I are in the same boat because they seem to speak highly of me too. <laughs> so here, here you are. You've managed to, to, to become a criminal lawyer, although you hated law school, but somehow fell in love with criminal defense, not even prosecuting, but defending yeah. those who are charged with crimes, which can be challenging in and of itself. So you've done that, and I met you on the stage of NAMI which addresses mental health. How do you, how did you, how do you manage to blend all this in how state representative, sort of politics, the, the, the attorney, the criminal defense attorney, mental health awareness, all this would drive someone to drink. <laughs> so, well, um, so listen, for me, it kind of all blends. Um, you know, number one, it wasn't, uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what drove me to drink um, other than, you know, early on in my career, you know, I was making a lot of money, driving fast cars. And I thought that that was like, you know, kind of what I was supposed to do, hit the bar hard, you know, drink. And before I know it, you know, the, the drinking caught up with me. Um, mm -hmm. to, to a certain extent, I was probably self-medicating. I mean, you know, who doesn't have some anxiety or some depression or something like that? Um, and, I, and I definitely, you know, see some of that aspect to, to my personality. I think every one of us has some kind of mental illness. It's just a matter of how we maintain it on a daily basis. Um, and I think that it's important for us to admit that because you, you take away the stigma of, of having mental illness. But the other thing in the connection to NAMI when I ran for um, state rep was um, for 30 years as a criminal defense lawyer, I've seen that a great majority of the people who come before me, a great majority of the people who hire me are doing it um, because they made a mistake. And, and a large 
portion of the mistake they made was being out of some kind of mental illness, whether they were self-medicating and were so screwed up from their self-medication that they acted improperly or maybe truly didn't know, understand, or appreciate the nature and consequences of their actions. Um, and so that's, you know, that's been somewhat of my foundation of a, of a uh, state rep, trying to help people who have, um, you know, special abilities, who are um, developmentally uh, different, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, and so that's how I got involved with NAMI. But I think to me, they all work together and it and 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 interwoven into that is my deep love and appreciation for the constitution and that everybody regardless of who they are deserves um a, you know a fair trial deserves to be represented deserves due process so you know to me they kind of all they 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 all blend together district 98 is the district that you represent in the state well, it was. It switched. So since we, since I probably last saw you, we had redistricting. So I used to be in 98. I'm now 102. It's still living in the same place. But mm-hmm. because of redistricting, every 10 years, yeah, we take a census. Yes. And there's 120 of us in the state. So we have to split the state into 120 different districts. Okay. So my district grew from 163,000 people to 183,000 people. Um, and so it shifted, and I'm now uh, District 102. Same difference, though. Okay. What what geographical area does this cover? So I have um, in the north, Plantation, then Davy, Southwest Ranches, Cooper City, Sunrise, which is next to the small area of Sunrise. It's next to Weston and Bonaventure. Okay. And Pembroke Pines. Got you portions of each city not all okay cool now in 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 you so you represent the people of this era these people voted for you said hey we want this guy to represent us because we feel that he is a lot like us because typically people would gravitate to those who they can relate to so either either you spoke a good game on your campaign are these people really could relate to you? And um, I'd like to think, I'd like to think it's a little bit of both. I mean, first of all, you know, if you look at the demographics of my district, mm-hmm. it's you know a middle-aged guy with gray hair and two kids. So you know, I, I mean, I look like my average voter. So right, right. in that regard, it was you know it was relatively easy. But I've also, I mean, when you say talk a good game, I'd like to think after thirty years of law practice, I can talk to people, I can relate to people. But I also think that I truly represent the ideology of the people who live around me. Mm. Generally, what would you say that is? Well, I'm a Democrat. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I'm I'm moderate. You know, I'm not a bomb thrower. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a policy guy, not a politics guy. You know, mm. I'd rather just, I, I want to get stuff done. I'm pretty successful at passing bills, you know, and I'm in an environment where I'm in the minority. I'm 35, uh, you know, versus eight, versus 85 in terms of, you know, um, statistically, I'm in a super majority 
environment, um, you know, where I'm, I, some people would say I'm battling the supermajority, but, you know, I don't really look at it that way. I work with my colleagues on both sides of the aisle, mm -hmm. um, you know, to, to get things done. Funny you should mention that because I was going to ask what 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 has it been like, you know, some of the policies that that you've been defending, um, some of the issues that you've been addressing, what that has been like. I, I, yesterday I was at a um, health event, a health fair that I was DJing uh, down in um, at Brand Piccolo Park, and. I mentioned that today I'd be you'd be on with me, and one of the the, the people that I mentioned it to says I know that name, um, something because I I see that name come up with the school board. Yeah. And I was here thinking, wait a minute. Attorney, house rep, father, mental health advocate, school board, school board. Wait, how does that? So you missed out. You left out one when you were going down your list. No, I didn't. So um, there's a couple of different ways that my name might be associated with the school board. Uh, mm -hmm. First of all, Jennifer Gottlieb ran for school board and was on the school board. But I'm I'm not not related to her, although I do know her and we've worked together. And I think she's amazing and she works with BTU mm -hmm. nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, but also recently, um, I did a very large criminal case in Broward County where Governor DeSantis tried to have um, my, my client arrested because he ran for school board. He won and he happened to be a convicted felon. And, uh, you know, I've been I've been sort of helping and spearheading, um, you know, the efforts in in the state of Florida to help returning citizens continue to be able to vote, um, continue to be able to run for office. And uh, this this guy um, won, but unfortunately, he was a convicted felon. They tried to prosecute him. I got the prosecution dropped. They tried to stop him from becoming a school board member civilly, and I represented him in the civil lawsuit. Um, and unfortunately, while we won the civil lawsuit, and he had 30 days to get sworn in, the governor came in on the 29th day, said 30 days expired because... I don't know. We kind of need to teach the governor how to uh, how to count, um, and the governor appointed somebody else. So wow. uh, I was associated with the school board for that reason. So I don't know how the guy got my name, but uh, at least they're talking about me. That's good. Right. That's <laughs> that's whoa. Wrongful incarceration is something that I talk about quite a bit on this broadcast. Okay. Um, I've been addressing. Rodney Reed's case out of Texas extensively since 2019. You mentioned defending individuals who and, and representing individuals who have been through the incarceration system, coming back into society, looking to make a difference in their community. Walk us a little bit through the challenge of doing that. Because in the state of Florida, we somehow don't seem to always get all the information as it relates to incarceration and post-incarceration. 
it doesn't seem to be the kind of thing that gets discussed at the water fountain too often. So if you could just kind of expose us to what that is like and what some of that would entail. What it's like for a person to return to the community after prison? And and in your case, working with helping someone in that integration process and and as in the case of of this person running for um, school board, professionally helping someone to to, to reintegrate and, and advance. Well, actually, he's been he's been out for 15 years. He's advanced. He's doing well, you know, so well that he decided to run for, for public office and won. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I think that that's just a, uh, you know, just just a, um, a great story of, of achievement in America. Um, I will talk real quick about one of the bills that I have, which mm-hmm. is uh, it's called a claims bill. And it's the relief for Leonard Cure. Mr. Cure was um, convicted, uh, spent 16 years in prison. Um, for a robbery that he did not commit. This was right out of Broward County. Um, He was determined to be actually innocent. One of the great things about our Broward prosecutor is we have what's known as a CRU, which is a conviction review unit. Mm -hmm. So the Broward State Attorney's Office will actively, or I should say proactively, look at a case. If you bring them your case and say, hey, I was was wrongfully convicted, the system got it wrong, Um, Mm -hmm. they'll look at it. And they'll determine if your argument has merit. And if they determine your argument has merit, they'll impanel an independent review board to determine whether or not you were wrongfully convicted. They did that with Leonard Cure. Um, And then they sent the bill up to the Florida House, where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And we we had a special master review his case. A special master is basically a judge. Um, And the special master reviewed it and found that there was clear and convincing evidence that Mr. Cure was actually innocent of his charges. And he was convicted, like I said, of an armed robbery, um, basically a purse snatching in in Broward County, did 16 years. And um, I passed the bill today in appropriations. I'm going to have it up again on Wednesday of this week. And once it gets to the House floor, the state of Florida will award Mr. Cure, $817,000 for his time spent in prison. And listen, it's a significant amount of money. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm sure he would prefer to have those years back. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that's such a wonderful thing. I, I had nothing to do, you know, with, with his conviction, but, but I'm very proud to be able to put even this small Band-Aid on this massive wound that we as a state, you know, have caused him and, and be able to get him some kind of financial remuneration for, for, you know, having spent so much time um, in jail. Yeah. Congratulations on that. Um, Yeah. That's, 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 that's a big deal. It really is. Uh, Today we heard another one from another rep, somebody who spent 37 years in prison wrongfully incarcerated yeah i i think we have a great judicial system but we don't always get it right i'd say (laughs) um (laughs) hearing hearing stories and i i i don't know if florida has it as bad as they do out in texas but i've heard some horrible stories 
coming out of Texas and stories of corruption. I've seen evidence of it. And we're talking about from the judges coming down the line. And Listen, Florida, Florida leads the nation in um, wrongful exonerations from death row. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, more more than more than Texas. And in all honesty, we just passed the law um, allowing for death sentences when when the verdict is only eight to four instead of unanimous. Yes. You know, so. It, right. So it used to be unanimous. Now, moving forward, it's going to be an eight to four vote. So, you know, I mean, you can look for, in my opinion, um, additional grave injustices coming up as a criminal defense lawyer as a state representative how do you fight that when when you look at a case and you can see where this individual has no business even being in court how do you fight that and how do you separate your personal beliefs from your professional responsibilities um, <laughs> you can't, you, you really can't, because I think the best way to defend somebody is to, you know, it, it, you're either going to passionately believe in them. Okay. Because that passion, um, translates to the jury. And I think when the jury sees, you know, that you really feel, you really believe with every fiber of your body that the person is innocent who you're defending, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the jury has to see that, feel that, sense that from you. Let's face it, um, a great percentage, probably 90% or more of our communication is nonverbal communication. So, you know, the manner in which you represent yourself is going to come across. So you, you don't set, you don't really separate yourself um, from your feelings about the, the client or the, you know, you certainly do the crime. I mean, I, I don't endorse any crime that they're accused of, yes. but, but, but you have to still passionately um, defend the individual. Have, as a defense lawyer, have you had cases where you've had that personal conflict? You're hired to do a job, but you're like, I... I can I really defend this case? <laughs> um, I've had that, but not as a moral dilemma. Um, but, you know, listen, I don't like all my clients, you know? So, you know, some of the people are just like, and I'm not saying they're bad people, but, you know, it's not somebody I would go out and have drinks with. You know what I'm saying? It's like, God, you're so right. annoying, you know? Like, um <laughs> I don't, have, I don't have that moral dilemma that I think you're asking me about mm-hmm. because number one, I'm, I'm not sitting in judgment of the person. Okay. That's number one number. That's not my job. I'm not there to judge the person. I'm not there to judge the act. Um, my job is to ensure that the constitution is tested. My job is to ensure that the state brings forth righteous evidence, mm-hmm. presents it to a jury and does their job, okay, um, that they have, if they're going to convict my client, they need to prove beyond to the exclusion of every reasonable doubt that my client's guilty. And my job is to test their evidence and to challenge their evidence and to use the Constitution. The Constitution's there to protect us. So to use the Constitution as a sword 
or a shield and make sure that if the state's going to convict my client, that they do it beyond and to the exclusion of every reasonable doubt. If not, that jury needs to find my client not guilty. And that's my job. And I don't have a moral dilemma over doing my job. Mm. I, I, I guess that would be an ideal way. Were, were you taught that particular way to do that? Were, were you pulled aside by uh, seniors in, 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 in law practice that, that would guide you and say, hey, listen, you're going to have to learn to separate. And this is how you do it. Or did that come naturally for you? No, I think, I mean, and obviously I had mentors who taught me, you know, that concept. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a true believer, in, you know, in the Constitution. I'm, I'm a true believer in, you know, those those rights that are there to protect us. Um, and, and for me, I think that that's something that kind of came innately, something that I really, truly believe in. But, yeah, I mean, I, I would be lying if I didn't say I didn't have mentors. You know, I certainly had mentors mm-hmm. who imprinted on me you know, the same kind of vision that I have, um, you know, that, that they had. And I, and I took bits and pieces from them. It's also, you know, listen, um, you, you know, you call me a state rep on this, but the truth of the matter is identify more as a criminal defense lawyer than I've done for 30 years of my life. Right. That's right. more than half, that's more than half my life. I've only been a state rep for five years. Right. And is there, has there ever been a time when you were asked, which do you prefer representing these <laughs> people from District 102 or the individuals that call you up and say, I have a case and I need a defense attorney? Well, really, it depends on your metric. I think, um, you know, if your metric is uh, monetary remuneration, I prefer being a criminal defense lawyer. <laughs> it pays a lot more than being a public servant. Um, but uh, as much as I think my clients love me and appreciate me, um, people really appreciate the efforts that you put forth mm-hmm. as a state representative. You know, um, you know the segment of the population that identifies you know, the way that I do. Um, and that's not necessarily Democrats because, you know, I, I, I've got people who, you know, don't have my same voters registration who contact me and say, thank you, you know, for that argument that you had or voting the way you did. So I just, you know, mm-hmm. um, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'd like them, I think of myself, you know, as re- moderate in my thought process. And so um, I identify with a broad spectrum of people. And it's very gratifying, very gratifying, you know, when somebody comes up with you and says, hey, that bill, that speech you gave, that you had, man, you were spot on. And thank you. And, and I, you know, if that's the metric um, and I think, you know, that's what I want on my headstone, you know, Mm. when when I die, you know, if it's going to be defender of the people, you know, that encompasses. That encompasses both jobs, right, you know, right. um, and, and uh, in that regard, criminal defense, you know, man, it, it, it definitely pays in the gratitude department, but state rep, it's higher. Death penalty. You mentioned Florida being up there, if not at the top, <laughs> very close to it in yeah. death penalty exonerations, wrongful incarceration so yeah so convictions hence leading to um exonerations 
how do you feel about death penalty altogether? I can tell you, me personally, there is a there can be a, dif- a different way to go about it. Not not yeah. as in to, to not saying that I'm for the death penalty because I'm not really. There's a different way to go about that conviction and having that individual pay their due. So, you know, there, there's so many different arguments that, that, you know, we could talk about this all day, but, mm-hmm. you know, the death penalty in terms of a deterrent, all right? Yeah. Most people, most people um, murdered out of ill will, spite, contempt, you know, they're blinded by passion. Um, and that's what first degree murder is, is that they've planned it, prepared it. You know, it's cold, calculated, premeditated, heinous, atrocious and cruel. They're not thinking about the penalty. They are goal directed, going after somebody and want to kill them for whatever reason they have. And they're not thinking that they're going to get caught. They're not thinking the penalty. They're not thinking the death penalty. They're just thinking I want to erase that mother effer off the earth mm-hmm. because of, you know, what they did to me. Right. And so if you're going to say, well, we're going to impose the death penalty because it's going to stop somebody from committing a crime. That's not true. OK, um, that's not true because, mm-hmm. you know, we've had the death penalty. We've had hangings, electric chairs, needles, you know, and death it hasn't deterred people from committing crimes. Right. OK. Um, and, and 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 we do it publicly. You know, and we've mm-hmm. done it publicly for years, hundreds of years as a deterrent. Right. And it doesn't work. So, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a flawed system like many of our criminal justice priorities. We're losing the war on drugs. We're losing the war on violence because we don't go about it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, as pure punishment, sure. The death penalty is great. You're taking that person off the face of the earth as, as pure punishment, if that's what you want to do. But but the system that we have, um, it costs on average twenty five million dollars to bring a death penalty case from from the beginning till till the point where the person is executed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's I think it's about twelve million or or less to incarcerate a person for life in prison. So from a pure monetary standpoint, it just doesn't make sense. I'd rather take that additional. $13 million per death row inmate, okay, and put that money towards true criminal justice reform, which is, you know, making sure that when somebody comes out of prison, they can get a job, making sure they can get an education, making sure they have stable employment, making sure they have resources to keep them from not using, not selling drugs, um, you know, making sure we can keep a person off the street. I mean, imagine what we could do with $13 million. You per know, person. Um, well, I mean, not per person. That would be great. You, you know, we could just set me up. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but no, but, it, but with, you know, $13 million per, you know, death row inmate. So, you know, if you yeah. just, you know, just call it 50 or 100 inmates, however we're going to have over an exponential number of years, you know, you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars being spent proactively to keep people out of the system instead of for purposes of just straight retribution and eye for an eye killing a person. You know, it's just it's just a flawed system, man. We, we just don't have 
a system that really works. Let's talk this. Let's talk this. Talk about this in a business sense for a moment, if if you allow me. Twenty five million dollars versus twelve million dollars. One paid by whom? Two paid to whom? You, the taxpayers, man. The taxpayers pay, you know, to incarcerate somebody. I don't know the exact expense right now, but yeah, we're using that as our own figure. Yeah, so it, it's it's over fifty thousand dollars a year, I think, right now to incarcerate an individual. When you incarcerate somebody on death row, they have to have better security. But really, more important than that, you're talking about the exhaustive system of appeals. So every death case gets two lawyers. Most of those lawyers are court appointed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. You're talking two prosecutors, two defense attorneys. So you got four lawyers. You got the judge. You got to pay for them. Most death cases last three to five years in the system. Then the person goes, if they get the death penalty, they go to the Supreme Court for an appeal. Okay. All that time, you're talking extra security, extra resources, so on and so forth for the individual. If 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 they lose their appeal, then they do an ineffective assistance of counsel. So they get an appellate attorney, they get an attorney for ineffective assistance of counsel. If they lose ineffective assistance of counsel, they then go for their habeas corpus in federal court. You know, and it's just it's just going and going and going and going. So beyond that first five years, you've got another 10 years in the process. You've mm-hmm. got 15 years in the process, you know, and then and then you have another 10 years of appeals and and it's just and you have lawyers for the for the individual at every single stage paid for by the public. It, it just doesn't make sense. It's just a, it's just a bad system that we have. So where does this money go to? Private well, the, prison the, systems? So no, the money comes out of general revenue from the legislature, is appropriated to the public defender's office, the appellate public defender's office, the attorney general's office, the state attorney's office, the capital collateral um, representatives who are the people who do your death penalty appeals and the people who are trying to, you know, keep people off of death row, your, your judges and your appellate courts. It's just, you know, it's um, it's all money from, you know, we have a hundred and twelve billion dollar budget here in the state of Florida. And uh, I forget the exact number of the criminal justice budget, but yeah, it's, I think it's the fifth largest segment of, of our budget, and, and it goes there. Health and Human Resources, you know, our medical is is the largest. And then after that, um, I, I think criminals may be the third. Uh, I, I forget. But, yeah, you're, you're, you're talking about billions upon billions and billions of dollars, um, you know, keeping people in, in, in caught up in the system. Jeez. Um <laughs> You know, I've 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 been addressing addressing this a, a little bit, but the more I hear it, it's it's not new to me, but it it affects me the same way each time. You know, it, it's just almost unbelievable. But yes, still here it is, and it happens, and so you are fighting on two platforms. You're fighting in court, defending, and you're fighting in Tallahassee to to change legislature. Do you see much 
reprieve success on the side of changing that system coming anytime soon? Yeah. You know, it's this crazy balance because we keep passing some bills that are really like, you know, feel good legislation where we're, we're giving greater latitude to people to seal or expunge after they've been wrongfully arrested. Um, you know, and, and we do a lot of tremendous criminal justice reform bills, different kinds of programs, peer counseling, um, but at the same point in time, you know, we're increasing the odds of getting the death penalty through legislation. We, we just passed a bill to reopen capital sexual battery. So now you can you can be uh, you can get the death penalty in the state of Florida for committing a rape on a child under 12. Um, you know, it's been 30 years since any state has had that because the United States Supreme Court said it was unconstitutional and violates the Eighth Amendment. But you know, our legislature decided we want to challenge that. So we're going to pass a law. And if this new Supreme Court, which is very right wing, you know, wants to wants to retreat from that opinion the way they did in Dobbs um, as it relates to abortion. And we think that, you know, because they did that in Dobbs mm -hmm. and retreated from 30 year precedent, you know, they, they may do it here. So, you know, I think, you know, what we when we go, we're, we're going forward one footstep, but backwards two. Yeah. You know, um, so we just need to wait for the pendulum of thought to swing back in our direction, you know, in terms of, um, you know, what it really is criminal justice reform and what's going to keep people not just out of prisons, but stop them from committing crimes because it's not, it, it's, it's not so important to keep somebody out of prison. Okay. What's yeah. important is to stop them from committing crimes in the first place. Cause then you won't have to keep them out of prisons. And again, it goes back to an emphasis on education an emphasis on family values. Um, you know, we've, we've got a broken public education system as good as it is, you know, um, it still has major problems. We, mm -hmm. you know, we have uh, overcrowded classrooms, underpaid, woefully underpaid teachers, you know, um, some, some environments in schools that just aren't conducive to learning. Um, we don't have a, a proper system for kids who don't understand it to get tutoring, and the help that they need. Um, and that's the kind of stuff that's going to keep people, you know, out of the system um, is, is, you know, that and, and, and part of that is the fact that, you know, we've got a lot of parents that are asset limited, meaning, you know, they're not yes. earning enough yeah. money, mm -hmm. you know, for dinner time, you know, with their kids to be able to put in the time for homework, to be able to put in the time to reinforce proper family values to their, to their children. And so, you know, whether you're talking about a single parent family or a two, two parent family, you know, it's, it, it, it's very, um, it's difficult for a lot of family. 
you know, they're, they're asset limited, they're income deprived. Um, and we need to find a way to, to, to equalize that. I mean, you know, 97% of our, of our country is, is struggling and living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, indeed. It's, it's, it's one of those things that I, I ask the question fairly often about, but in reality, there's no easy answer. There's no quick fix. There's no one way that you can go about it. No right way, I, I believe, really. You just have to find the best part. And everybody, or for most people. And When you say there's no quick fix, yeah. that's the problem. People want to, you know, they want to fix now. Well, you can't fix it now. It's generational. Okay. I mean, we, you know, we have, it, it, it's generational. It's going to take or 20 from willing to make it and go through some hard times and make that into the communities that need it and, and make that investment into the school. And you do it and you realize that it's going to take that time to re, you know, the segment of, of America that's out there that's committing the, these crimes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you know, up that cycling door of, of it's it's a really on a as a business model, I think yeah. the the gym is amazing as a business model. <laughs> and it it, it 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 may sound crass, cold, callous, but it really is. And you, I think you hit the, hit the nail right on the head when you say, um almost a little bit about over half the amount the money that it takes to send someone to death row putting that into proper reintegration to reduce the whole idea of someone going back because you you come out you go in hopeless so to speak so you're coming out of a system that, that, that you don't have much hope and you end up being placed in the prison system. You come out with less than you went in more, more often than not. You know, where, where's there for you to go? More often than not, you end yeah. up back in. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, not, it's not even that. You, you come out with less than you had when you went in, but you also come out with a scar on your face, you know, and and what I mean by that is you have that criminal conviction. So mm -hmm. go and try to get a job. You know nobody yeah, wants to give that you that job. Yeah. Right? You've got that scarlet letter. So it's so the, you know the opportunities to you for you have now shrunk immeasurably. Mm -hmm. You're a convicted felon. You know you can't vote. You can't carry a firearm. You know you 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 can't get certain types of jobs um and you become a pariah to society so what happens is you go back to doing you know what you knew best whether it was robbing you know or or selling drugs or financial crimes you know whatever whoever you were even if you tried 
mm-hmm. we just don't have a system built on saying you did your time, you paid your price. That part. We we forgive you. You mm-hmm. know what's the point of the punishment if you're gonna look at me, you know, and always have that that attitude towards me, you know, that I'm not worthy. Yes. I mean, you would never treat your child like that. You know, you you, you catch your child doing something, you know, you're not going to beat your child for what they did wrong and beat them down every time they try to come to you and create a new opportunity. Yes. And, and that's what we do. And it's wrong. I mean, and, and, you know, you would, you would just, yeah, it's just, we, we just have a broken system. You think the more you, you, you speak out on it, the better chance you have of making a dent, starting a ripple to effect a change? Um, no. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, you know, I, I appreciate love your honesty. Ripple. Say again? I appreciate love your honesty. Yeah. Well, it's funny you talk about a ripple because in sobriety we talk about the ripple effect, and and there's a there's a book called Dropping the Rock, and and you you know you drop it in the water and the ripple effect. Right. I mean, listen, I I think these are important conversations, and that's why I do shows like yours because you know I I, I know that you, you know you have heart, and 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 your mission is the same as mine, and 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 your voice speaks louder than mine in certain regards because of you know all the people who are hearing you. You know, and it, whether they're in Florida or international or, you know, wherever they're at, right. um, you know, they're tuning in and they're listening. Um, I always say I'm a state rep just to make my corner of the world, um, you know, a little bit safer. Do I think that I can save the whole world? No. Do I think I can save the state of Florida? No. You know, but can I make Leonard Cure's life better? Yeah, man. I can give him $817,000. And if I can touch the life of one person mm-hmm. like that, and I, and I promise you, I, obviously I do more than that. Um, you know, but if I can touch one person then you know, then for me, it will have been worth it. But, you know, uh, my ego is not so big that I think that, you know, I can continue talking about it in that ripple effect, you know, will, will, will be the change that, that I'd like it to be, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe one day, maybe I underestimate myself. <laughs> I would say keep at it because you, you, that, that one little ripple is what it takes to make that big start, to, to create that, yeah, I hear that, that, that big change. And only if others join in. And it is the others that who that, that that may be afraid to speak up right now because of the backlash that they might face. And I'm pretty sure that you've got some turned up noses, some side eyes, you know, some cold shoulders as well, more so as a defense attorney than anything else. But you know, um, 
Yeah, it just depends on who you're talking to. I mean, yeah, yeah uh, I, I definitely get some some turned up noses when people hear I'm a Democrat. It's <laughs> not everybody, you know. So, yeah, I get two strikes against me. What? You're a criminal defense attorney and a Democrat? And a Democrat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? That's that's fine, man. I like myself. I'm I'm cool hanging out by myself. Um, uh, you know, and like I said before, I'm happily married, and my my wife doesn't mind either one of those. Um, right. Yeah, you know, listen, it's fine. I, I, I enjoy the fight, you know, and, and for me, um, life is about chipping away at a mountain with a spoon. You know, I'm just going to just gonna get there. I'll get there. Yeah. I'll get there, you know. It's like a tortoise that. in the hair, you know. Yes. Yeah. Slow and steady wins the race. So you just tell remind us about this bill that just just passed. So the Leonard, Leonard Cure? Cure bill, yes, yeah, yeah. Well, it still has it still has uh, a stop in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, Chevron Jones, I don't know if you know uh, Chevron Jones, Senator Jones, but no. he he's carrying it in the he's. You should know, him, man. I'll will be on your show. Okay, um, connect us. He's carrying it in the he's carrying it in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got to pass there. I got one more stop in the House this week, then it goes to the House floor. So. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that'll that'll be a good thing. So just you know, look, looking forward to it. It's some um, good piece of, you know, came out of the Innocence Project, came out of um, the Conviction Review Unit, and and look, when we make a mistake, when our justice system makes a mistake, that person deserves to be compensated. Right. That's. I won't even get started on on the mistake and what is involved in the making of the mistake who turns a blind eye here or there who hides a bit of information here or there i won't even get bothered to get into that tonight because that's a whole different broadcast but i i i do want to to thank you for taking the time out to come and chat with us um i'm a, i'm gonna let you go because we talked about this before and you you do have a an early start to tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> this man I, I tip my hat to you and this Appreciate is this you. is where your grades are coming from <laughs> <laughs> i've had them since i'm 35 I'm, I'm, i'll be 55 this year so you know hey you wear 55 I mean, very well I, i'll tell you that Appreciate that. So I appreciate you having me on. We'll have to do it again and I'll give you the full two hours next time. I uh, uh, thanks so much for letting me off the let me off easy. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm pretty sure when, when, when some people even go back to to listen to this or to watch it again to see who you are if they see you on the street, I'm sure someone will come up and say, Well, you know, I, I heard about you. No, I I I really get to understand why you do what you do. And that's really what this is about, giving you this time to share a little bit about you. That's what this is about. And Happy to do it again, Kevin. You'll be good, man, all right? I'm, I'm looking forward to us doing it again. You got it. You have a great have a night, one. Mike. Take care. We'll talk. You too. Take care. All righty. Mike Gottlieb, ladies and gentlemen. His name translates to love of God and God's love. Any which way you want to slice it, it comes back to run about the same thing. Love and God. You may not subscribe to God as it the deity is known in Christian religion, but 
what whatever it is that or whomever it is that you subscribe to, the concept remains the same. And listening to him talk, I'm pretty sure you could pick up on a few things. His passion, his drive, his genuineness. Yeah, he's into politics. Yeah, he was taught how to do the whole politicking thing. But behind all of that is an individual with certain moral and character beliefs. I've asked him to, to, to be a guest tonight and really to just steal the spotlight and, and have it shine on him for a moment so that we can get to know what it's like in his shoes. Yes, I featured, I, I focused on being a state rep. He made it abundantly clear that he's more than just that. He's more than a state rep. More so, since he's been a state rep for a handful of years, he's been a defense lawyer for three decades. And so, and he's been around for five and a half. So something led up to him becoming a criminal defense lawyer. And something keeps him there. And he takes that fight, that belief in the Constitution, as you've heard him mention, that belief in an individual being innocent until proven guilty and taking it to the courts for prosecution to present that evidence of guilt, to, to, to prove that guilt. And sometimes those that are in the fight don't get it right. Sometimes it takes some time to correct that wrong, as in the case of Leonard Cure and many others that we've heard of. You've heard me present on some of these cases, some of them still incarcerated. You've heard me talk about Dan Butirias out of, out of Arizona, who one of two convictions in U.S. history to be voided. We're not talking about exonerations. We're talking about voiding a conviction altogether. Crazy. Look it up. You don't have to take my word for it. You can look it up. And so, when you hear, when I hear of someone right here in my neighborhood, because I'm a South Floridian, he is a South Floridian, representing a, a segment of South Florida. When you hear someone who is here, and his, his work is here, and he wants to help people who primarily are Floridians, but more specifically, right here in our little corner. If it can happen here, then that can be infectious. That can spread out to other parts of Florida and across the whole of Florida. And Florida is not by any means a small state. It's not the largest but it's not the smallest either. And so when you have a state that leads the country in um, exonerations 
for in in, in um, death sentence exonerations, then clearly there's something that needs to be addressed. There's something that needs to get fixed. And when you have individuals that are working towards making this fix, getting this fix in place, you have to recognize them. You have to see what they're going on with, what, what it is that they're doing, what it is that they're saying, even when they're not shouting it. What it is that they're about. What makes them tick? What makes them who they are? Does this, is this something that, that is innately in them? Is it something that they learned along the way? It's good to know these things. And it's good to know that this was something that Mike himself had a little bit of a passion for. He's not by no means perfect. He's not by any means a perfect guy. Because he's had his challenges but he's walking, talking proof that even with those challenges, you can go up against them. You can conquer them and you can turn around and be better. And when I say be better, I mean be a, a better contributor to society. And he is walking, talking proof of that. And he speaks on that openly without shame and I tip my hat to Michael Gottlieb for that because I can tell you this he's a much bigger man than many I've come across I would dare to say even much bigger than me we're going to take a quick little break something I do want to I, I said earlier that I would make mention of it and I'll I'll bring it to your attention right now. It is Do I have all of it? I should hear Yes. The twenty twenty three Mental Health Awareness Summit. And this is happening coming up on May 6th. So you can follow my social media. I'll have this flyer out. Speakers. Um, uh, it'll have breakout sessions with workshops. I'm going to be there. <laughs> I'll be your MC and DJ for the event. So come on out. Go ahead, jump on to Eventbrite, get your tickets now. It's $40, and that $40 includes a raffle ticket. So go ahead, get, get your ticket now. It is happening in Sunrise, down on, on, on Pine Island. Uh, it's down Pine Island and Oakland Park area, Oakland, Oakland Park Boulevard. It's down in that area. Do get your tickets early. Get some friends. Come on out. It's a 2023 Mental Health Awareness Summit. You don't want to miss it. We're going to take a quick break and come back. We're going to close out tonight's broadcast with some musical therapy. A little bit of an extended musical therapy for you. But we're going to take a break nonetheless. We'll be back in just a few. 
Pulsey Media Group, innovative streaming and recording has done it again. A new way to get your business in full view of your neighborhood consumer through AdShare TV. It's available in your neighborhood today. It's easy. Just call us. 754-999-6020. Become a host today and place a TV monitor in a strategic location so it's easy to see. Get a one-minute video ad or longer that plays anywhere in our network. Can't be a host? No problem. For a few dollars, we'll run your 30-second video ad. A host can run announcement specials like buy one get one free or discount ads. Let's turn your flyers into a 30-second video with music or a voiceover or let us create and run your video ad with a spokesperson. Take advantage of our early enrollment discount. Join us today. Your ad will be seen at least 30 times per day in your AdShare TV neighborhood. It's easy. Just call us. 754-999-6020. AdShare TV, part of Pulsing Media Group. In school, I learned a lot. I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser. Today in school, in math, I learned that I'm ugly and I useless. And in gym, in biology, I learned that I'm pathetic that I'm fat and a joke. And stupid. In history, in I learned school, that I'm trapped. Today in school, I learned that I have, I have no, friends. no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick. And, and at lunch, I learned that I sit I on my own because I smell. And in chemistry, I learned that no one In biology, me. I learned that I'm fat and stupid. In English, and in I math, learned I, make I learned that I'm trash. The only thing I didn't learn in school today... The only thing I didn't learn today... The only thing I didn't learn... Is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at stopbullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Making great music is one thing, sharing it with the world, that's another. Let the professionals at Reggae Global Entertainment help you to another level. Specializing in artist management, booking, public relations and marketing, and promotion. Reggae Global Entertainment can help you with event planning, websites, photography, and video production, press releases, legal services, and graphic design. They can even help you with music production so you can get the sound that you want every time. Call Reggae Global Entertainment at 954-804-8199. That's 804-8199. Or visit them online at reggaeglobalentertainment.com. Ladies, lovers, lovers of the music, it is here. The brand spanking new album from Ed Robinson and Ian Sweetness, a tribute to Teddy Pendergrass. Amazing. Ten blazing tracks two amazing singers going hit for hit classic for classic a tribute to teddy pendergrass ian sweetness and robinson oh man is out now available everywhere itunes spotify wherever you get your music it is there a tribute to teddy pendergrass brand spanking new in sweetness and robinson ladies gentlemen you've got to have this in your collection get it now available everywhere bruv my last baby already gone off to college mate is what this is and come give me man is a big album still i love it Big up Ed Robinson, Ian Sweetness, but this better come with a contraceptive. Hey, I'm representing 
If I did you a Kevin's Jew, working on the night shift, the night shift radio show. Won't go changing like the weather, just to please the devil never. Will DJ Kevin's Jew sell his soul? That's a word and honor. It's Christine to represent him, word and honor. Celestia DJ Kevin's Jew. As we part company right now, I want to thank y'all for tuning in. Thanks again to Michael Gottlieb. Florida State Representative. Thank him for taking the time out to introduce himself to us. Tell us a little bit of what he's about, what he's been doing. Thank you all for tuning in. And as we part company, remember, look out for most of your community. Remember, your community is not just a development that you live in, but it spreads far and wide. So those that you pass on the bus, the plane, the boat, or the train, whether you walk, ride, or drive, these are members of your community. Do something good for one of them today, because you never know who's going to do something good for you tomorrow. My name is Kevin Stewart, so I'd like to do it to you, for you, and with you. Right here, KevinStew.com. On the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. Good morning, good afternoon, good day to you wherever you are in the world. From right here in South Florida. I bid you all a good night. Take care. Be good. And if you can't be good, be good at it. Until we meet up again. Take care. Hey yo, this is Karamanti letting you both know you are logged on to DJ Kevin Stew on the night shift. Don't move. Greetings and salutations, one and all. You're invited to tune in to the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. It airs on Mondays with community and finance, Tuesdays with healthy love, and Wednesdays with real talk from 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern time. Come spend some time interacting in the stew pot where we keep things bubbling and wind down in musical therapy. The Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew is on kevinstew.com, where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment.